If you would, please stand with me. What a night we've had already. Hallelujah. I've been to Israel, and there's three tombs in Israel claiming that they are the tomb where Jesus was buried. So which one's the right tomb? I don't know. I've got an opinion, but I don't know which one of those three tombs is actually the tomb where Jesus was buried. But I do know one thing. All three of those tombs are empty. Amen to that. We serve a risen Savior. He does win. Boy, I've enjoyed this service, this music. Wow. And it's Easter. Wow. Lots of good things. And preacher trusted me enough to invite me without having met me. Wow, you've got a brave pastor. You know what I'm saying? He's courageous. <laughs> and I've heard so many wonderful things about this church. And it's just true. This is a remarkable church. Hallelujah. Not the building. Not the building. I mean, we thank God for the building. The church is not the building. The church is God's people. And hallelujah for a body of believers like this. Thank you. Had a good time with the choir at 5 o'clock. I had the opportunity to work with them. They're coming over to sing in this rally. They'll be backed up with another 90 singers or so. (laughs) And um, we'll have a big choir each night. I've been recruiting in the orchestra. We need them to play. I got saved 47 years ago in a meeting very much like what we're doing. This God Bless America rally. It was 1972, and 12 independent Baptist churches were working together to try to reach everyone in Hampton, Virginia. I was a boy. I was an unchurched boy. In fact, our family was angry with God. We thought God had failed us. God has not failed anybody. We were reaping a harvest of our sin, And, and that crusade. They had people out soul winning. And they implored my dad to go. And my dad just said, no, 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 no. And finally, my uncle came by. My uncle said, well, can the young'un come? Let me interpret, young one, the young one. (laughs) Can the young'un come? And my dad says, take him. Well, I was the young'un. I wasn't a little one because I've always been a big one, <laughs> you know. And I, I heard preaching for the first time in my life. I'd never heard a preacher preach. And that night he preached on hell. The only reliable source of information about hell is this Bible. I wanted to be saved that night. I did not. I was talked out of it by someone. But by the grace of God, I was in the meeting the next night. And the preacher preached on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I've never heard anything worse or more beautiful in all my life. Worse, uh, the extreme punishment of, of death by crucifixion. But more than that, he who knew no sin became sin for us. All of my dirty, rotten sin was put on him. And he did it because he loved me. Man, I received Christ as my Savior that night. I went home a saved boy that night. Hallelujah. 
And so now all these years later, I'm getting to do these crusades. I rarely preach at them. I get good preachers. Scott Paul is a good preacher. He's a good preacher. You've heard him. I first heard him 12 or 13 years ago. I preached with him in Georgia. I'll let you sit down in a moment. I'm keeping you up for a little bit. Keep you awake. That's Easter meal. I first heard Brother Paulie when he was 28. I had to preach behind him, Pastor. Oh, my, you're kidding. Who wants to preach behind a man that preaches like that? I don't. And so um, I put him on my daily prayer list that day. America could use some preaching like that. And now that he's going into evangelism, I'm looking for every way possible just to get him in front of as many people as possible to preach the book to us. And so I want you to be part of this God Bless America rally. I really do. We'll talk more about it, but let's pray right now. Oh, Lord. Oh, dear Lord, thank you for a wonderful day. Thank you for souls being saved across the country. We're hearing of people being born again today. And Lord, thank you for what you're doing here in Northeast Ohio. No doubt you're the leader of this rally effort. And of course, you're the leader of Community Baptist. You're our master. We move at your command. Thank you for what you've done. And Lord, as I try to preach, please, please, Oh, Lord, have your will and your way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Psalm 126, as fast as you can. Find Psalm 126, if you'd allow me. I'm just going to preach from my heart. Psalm 126. I'd planned on preaching a different text. But if you'd allow me, I want to preach from my heart tonight. Pastor O'Donnell, thank you for letting me come. Brother Josh, you have an exceptional choir. And he's doing a wonderful job. And uh, all these musicians, I commend you. And uh, our pianist is a very good pianist. Praise the Lord. And organ and orchestra. The offertory moved my soul. Didn't it yours? It did me. And then this good ensemble. Psalm 126. The rally is May 1, 2, 3, and 4. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're going to have services right here on Wednesday. Some of our churches are moving everybody on Wednesday over to the rally. Our pastor believes it's best for us to have our service here. And then he's going to send the choir and musicians. He's going to send a portion of the, their church over to help get us in that prayer rally. The Wednesday is a prayer rally. The choir will sing and will acclimate to the, to the building. It's the Zimmerman Symphony Center, the um, auditorium for the McKinley High School. Let me tell you something, by the way. If you're listening, say amen. amen. Are you with me? Let me tell you something. This is a United States statistic. 92%, 92 92% of public school young people did not go to church one time last year. 92%. Only 8% went to any church. And many of our churches are not preaching this book. I'm glad our church preaches with the book, man. Amen. Amen to that. And um, I'm telling you, our country's in trouble. And our young people, I feel so sorry. I feel so sorry for our teenagers. They're told they're, uh, they evolved from some primordial ooze. That's a lie. There's a creator. And our young people are not being told about him. And so we're going to go into the high school auditorium. And I'll tell you, we're going to sing about Jesus. We're going to sing to Jesus. We're going to sing for Jesus. Amen. We're going to preach for him. We're going to testify about him. This meeting's all about Jesus. I was doing an interview. Somebody said, uh, Brother Fox, who's the star? 
of the God Bless America rally. I said, well, I'm, I, you know, I would never use that verbiage. I said, I'd never use that verbiage. But the star of the God Bless America rally is Jesus Christ. It's not this choir. It's not Todd Monaghan who's going to give his testimony. It's not Scott Paul. It's certainly not me. It's Jesus, friends. Brother Fox, what are you trying to do with this rally? We're trying to keep people out of hell. Trying to keep people from going to hell. This is a gospel meeting. We have a gospel choir. We have gospel testimonies each night. The, um, the fire chief of Canton, Ohio is a saved man. He's been saved 50 years. And he's going to give his testimony. He got saved at a vacation Bible school. I just had lunch with him again this week. He and I went to the same Bible college. Amazing. I didn't even know he left the college. He graduated the year I went in. It's amazing. I had no idea he was the fire chief here. And he's going to give his testimony Friday night. Hallelujah. Todd Monaghan, a mixed martial arts champ. He's going to give his testimony how seven years ago someone handed him a Bible and said, Todd, you need to read this book here. You're going to die and go to hell. He's very direct with Todd. Todd was a drug dealer, all those kind of things. Todd read this book and got saved. He's going to give you his testimony a little bit each night. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Brother Paul is going to sing. We're going to sing our hymns. We're going to, listen, we're getting that bill and going to sing Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. Oh, I'm looking forward to the rally. I want you to be part of it. Let me mention this, and I've got to get to preaching. Out in the hallway out here, I brought about, I don't know, 250 CDs, so we've got plenty, okay? If we don't have enough, I'll find some more in the car, all right? Um, I do believe Christian homes ought to have Christian music in them. I don't need help sinning. Do you? I don't need any help. I don't need some sinful music to help me sin some more. I need some Christian music. The most recent CD out there is I Am So Blessed. And the music is very similar to what you just heard, except it's all guys. It's eight men, four young men and four not-so-young men. (laughs) I'm one of the not-so-young men. And uh, the title song, I Am So Blessed, that would really fit this ensemble. We have an arrangement of this song written by a 25-year-old. You know, all the Christians that are doing good music and writing good music, they're, they're not 65 years old. We've got, some, we've got some millennials who love God and are writing some good Christian music. And so this one, these are any size donation out there. You can go out there with $50 and get this if you want to. We don't want to limit you, you know. <laughs> you can go $5 and get um, peaceful piano hymns. And uh, one that we're really working to get out. We've got out 100,000. These Bible songs for kids. This is scripture set to music. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Just John three sixteen set to music. Parents love number six. What's number six? Children, obey your parents. Oh, yeah. Come here, Henry. We're going to sing your song, boy. Come on. Yeah. Psalm 126. Stop by and get some CDs after the service. Psalm 126, verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, 
shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I title tonight's sermon, Learning to Be a Soul Winner. Learning to Be a Soul Winner. There's three distinct things I want to bring to your attention, but let me give some opening comments. Opening comment number one. One way that we can know that we're saved is if we have a big desire to see others saved. The night I received Jesus Christ, I wanted everybody in my family to get saved. I wanted all of my friends to get saved. I wanted everybody over the school to get saved. I want to see everybody saved. And I still feel that way. It's still my desire to see everybody in this world receive Christ as their Savior. Opening comment number two. We should not only keep the faith, but we should share the faith. As I travel, I was in 93 cities last year, preached 438 times. As I travel, been doing this for 25 years. As I travel earnestly, I've had people say, Brother Fox, keep the faith. Keep the faith, Brother Fox. And I know what they mean. Brother Fox, keep your hand to the plow. Don't you look back, Brother Fox. Stay faithful to God, Brother Fox. Keep the faith. I know what they mean. But I should not just keep the faith. I should share the faith. I should be sharing it with everyone I can, telling folks about Jesus Christ. Don't just keep the faith, friends. Share the faith. Open comment number three. Frankly, we are not wise unless we're trying to win souls. He that winneth souls is... Wise. He that winneth souls is wise. I've got seven different men, by the grace of God, seven businessmen that have asked me to coach their businesses and coach them on leading their businesses for God. And, um, and I happily do that. I don't charge for something like that. I'm, I'm God's preacher and God's servant. I'm really just God's servant. And I've learned a little bit about finances and business and so forth. The first fellow that I began working with, he bought a business nine years ago. The business was having $300,000 in revenue. So he and I met for the first time and he said, well, Brother Fox, our company made $300,000 last year. I said, first lesson, there's a difference between revenue and profit. <laughs> You did not make $300,000 last year. Your business had a revenue of $300,000. You made $30,000. He had about a 10% profit margin. He had, had to get some clarity right there. You know what I'm saying? Well, after nine years, we've been praying. He's been given to God and God's work. He's been working on us. Listen, God blesses work. Now, last year... Last year he did $27 million in revenue and he himself made $3.1 million. Woo, that's not bad. $60,000 a week. That's not bad. That's not bad money. And he's having a terrible year so far this year. Terrible, terrible. He's only making $56,000 a week this year. Aren't y'all sorry for him? Oh my, maybe a business will pick up. <laughs> I told him the other day, I said, let me tell you something. I don't care how much money you make. If you yourself are not trying to win souls, you're not wise. 
Now you see, he's a multi-millionaire now. He's going to reach people that you and I are never going to meet. Kate Spade last year hung herself. Multi-millionaire. When she hung herself with one of those designer scarves, I'd never even heard her name. I'm not into designer handbags. I don't know anything about that stuff, you know. But when she hung herself, I wondered who witnessed to Kate Spade. You know, that, those multi-millionaires, who can get to them? Listen, everybody's supposed to be winning souls. doesn't matter how rich you are. doesn't matter what status, what, what rung on the social ladder you're in, wherever it is, you're supposed to be winning souls. Amen to that. Well, we, let's move along. I've got three little points for you tonight. Number one, learn to be a committed soul winner. This God Bless America rally is all about trying to win souls. So if you want to be a soul winner, learn to be a committed soul winner. Look at the verse, verse 5. They that sow. They that sow. You've got to make a commitment to it. You do it intentionally. You do it on purpose. Now, I, I would ask you to establish some goals. Now, you cannot and you should not, let me say it this way, you should not establish this goal. This week, I am going to win 10 people to Christ. Well, you don't know that. You don't know. You, should, you can't establish that goal. God gives the increase. Jeremiah, he didn't have any converts. Would he like to have seen someone got right with God? Well, certainly he would. No, I'm not going to establish a goal that I will see 10 people saved this week. But I can establish this goal. By the grace of God, I'm going to witness every day this week. Now you can do a goal like that. I made a goal to myself for this God Bless America rally. I said, I am going to try to go to 1,000 doors myself. This past week I went to 630 doors. My feet are killing me. I walked over 30 miles soul winning this past week. But the eighth door I got to this week was a little mama, 30 years old, that by the grace of God I got to lead her to Christ. I got to lead some folks to Christ this week. I'd made a commitment that I was going to try. And so I've got, listen, I've got 370 doors to go <laughs> between now and the rally. I'm going to try to get to 1,000 doors. It's a big goal. Establish some goals. I'm going to tell everyone at my job, somehow in the next few weeks, I'm going to tell every one of my coworkers about Jesus. Establish some goals. They that sow in tears, they that sow, establish a plan. Bring people into your house on purpose to win them to Christ. Um, invite folks to church. Don't just invite them, bring them to church. Amen to that. Take them out to eat. Take them out to eat. And while you feed them at Arby's, Tell them about Jesus. On purpose. On purpose. Find ways. Make appointments with people. And see every lost soul as a potential brother or sister in Christ. See everybody as a potential brother or sister in Christ. They are, you know. Jesus died for all. Now I want to I I say something. Some people say, Brother Fox, the way I win souls 
is I lead a noble Christian life in front of others. That's the way I lead people to Christ. I want to be real candid. That's not enough. That is not enough. Now everybody in this room, everybody in this room needs to be saved. Amen to that. And everybody in this room ought to live the noble Christian life. But that's not enough to lead people to Christ. In fact, I would contend that you're not leading a noble Christian life unless you're trying to win folks to Jesus. People are not saved by my exceptional life. They're saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now here's what they said about Jesus. In Luke chapter 15, they said this, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Oh, those are pretty critical words about Jesus. But you see, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. He started the greatest business ever. What's that? The soul winning business. <laughs> Amen. Number one in our little outline tonight, learn to be a committed soul winner. Number two, learn to be a compassionate soul winner. Learn to be a compassionate soul winner. Verse 5, when I pause, say the next word. Everybody look at your Bible, Psalm 126 and verse 5. When I pause, say the next word. They that sow in tears. They that sow in tears. Compassion. Sowing in tears. Compassion. We ought to be broken hearted for the lost. This past week we had the... Police called on us twice. We had obscene gestures uh, given to us. We had one man, he just kept circling the block, screaming at us that God's not real. We had all those kind of things. You know, if you go sowing enough, somebody's going to get upset with you. There's people who don't like the Lord. There's atheists. There's very immoral people who don't want to hear a thing about God. You just keep marching on. I was in New Jersey door knocking and police rolled up, got me inside the car. He said, we hear you're out here acting like Hitler. I said, sir, I don't even have a mustache. I said, sir, I promise you I'm not acting like Hitler. I said, I believe I know the very man who called you. It's a few doors back. He asked me, he said, if, if, he said, if I don't get saved the way you're talking, am I going to go to hell? I said, according to the word of God, you are, sir. I said, I can't. I said, policeman, I cannot change the Bible. I'm not the author of this Bible, but I conducted myself properly. I was a guest at his house. I never raised my voice at him. The policeman said, well, just try not to aggravate anybody else. Go on. <laughs> All those things happen when you're out there. Don't retaliate. Don't retaliate. Don't, don't cuss them back. Don't do that. Don't do that. I go to Washington, D.C. three to five times a year on Capitol Hill to try to win them to Christ. Last month, I got to give my testimony in the White House, in the Vice President's office. Sixty White House folk sitting there. And me just get to tell them how Jesus saved me 47 years ago. I'm glad for Vice President Pence, let me tell you. That's who I voted for. When I went, I said, may I have the ballot for Vice President? <laughs> they said, you mean President? I said, oh, no, I'm voting for a Vice President today. <laughs> I better move on. Um, 
I go up there three to five times a year to Capitol Hill. I remember the first time I walked into Nancy Pelosi's office. Now, when I say her name, you have a reaction. I know that. I've got an opinion about everything. I'm a man. <laughs> even I have an opinion about things I don't even know anything about. I've got an opinion. Let me tell you what happened. The first time I walked into her office, it seemed like God spoke right to my heart and said, Byron, you remember my son died for her. See, I didn't go there on policy. I never, on these particular trips, never go on policy. I go to try to win them to Christ. We've had one congressman saved in the last five or six years. We've had several staff members saved. We ought to have compassion. Compassion. I was 15 years old and heard a preacher named B.R. Lakin. B.R. Lakin. What a preacher he was. I was 15. I'm so glad for all the young people here. Hallelujah. I was 15. Dr. Lakin got up here and prayed. He said, oh, Lord, please put a love in my heart for everyone for whom Jesus died. I don't know what else he said that night. I wrote that line down. Oh, Lord, please put a love in my heart for everyone for whom Jesus died. I've been praying that. I prayed it today. Can I tell you something? God answers prayer. God has put a love in my heart for everybody. And we ought to have a love for everybody. They that sow in tears. Compassion. Compassion on your enemies, those who mistreat you, those who may say nasty things. No, no, no. See souls as God sees souls. And have compassion. Number one, got to learn to be a committed soul winner. Number two, compassionate soul winner. Number three, lastly, Learn to be a confident soul winner. Learn to be a confident soul winner. Let's look at this scripture and see if I read it properly. Everybody look at your Bible. See if I read this properly. They that sow in tears might, perhaps, possibly will reap in joy. How did I do? Oh, I didn't do very well, did I? It says, they that sow in tears shall, shall reap in joy shall reap in joy. Be a confident soul winner. Be a confident soul winner. As we go at it's the Word. It's the Word we give. On the back of, the, we printed a quarter million pieces of gospel literature for this God Bless America rally. The one in Charlotte, North Carolina, we printed over a million. We went to 734,000 doors in Charlotte, North Carolina with the gospel. This past week here in Northeast Ohio, we went to 30,000 doors. 30,000 doors. So over 50 people saved this past week. And on the back of these things has the scriptures. The Bible way to heaven. That's the only way to heaven, you know. If you can get there any other way, why did Jesus die? You can only go through Jesus. And so as we go out, we go out with confidence. Confidence in our, mm, our verbiage. You know, I know some big complex, recondite words. Yeah. I can use the word desuetude, obdurate. I know what a few of those big 50-cent words mean. But it's not my big words. It's not my vocabulary, my sentence structure. No, no, that's not where the power is. 
know where the power is? In the Word of God. They that sow the precious seed. What's the precious seed? The Bible is the precious seed. Every time we give out a gospel track, every time we're believing the Bible, my word shall not return void. Hallelujah. Have some confidence as you go. I don't see everybody saved, but I see some people get saved. I've had the grand opportunity to lead a number of people to Christ. I remember the first soul ever led to Christ. I'd been trying to lead people to Christ. I got, I got saved and I got in that church and the pastor put me with Jimmy Powell. Jimmy was the song leader at our church. And Jimmy, man, he had a great voice and he did this stuff. Brethren, we have... He didn't know what it meant, this stuff here. We didn't know what it meant either, so he just did it and we just all sang. But Jimmy was a good soul winner. He took me out soul winning. Began teaching me. And I remember the first person I led to Christ. I knocked on those doors on that road. I knocked on those doors six months earlier. I went out by myself and knocked that entire road by myself. And about six months later, two ladies walked into my class. I had the young adults. I'd never led anybody to Christ. I wanted to. I'd tried. Jimmy had led folks to Christ. I'd been with him. But myself, I'd never led anyone. Well, they came to my Sunday school class. I gave the gospel, gave the invitation. They would not respond. We went into the church service. They would not respond. The next day, went and knocked on the first one's house. Didn't answer. Went across the street. Had a deacon with me, Don, who's now with the Lord. Knocked on Wanda Kelly's house. Her son came to the door. It was snowing outside. Her son Stephen came and answered the door and saw me, the song leader from the church. He said, just a moment, and went back in there and put a tie on and said, would you please come in? (laughs) We stood out in the snow while he went and put a tie on. Funny the things you remember. We went inside the children were there. The, they were teenagers. And I shared the gospel with one. I said, yesterday you would not receive Christ. She said, Mr. Fox, you don't know how bad a person I am. Uh, and she started to tell me. I said, oh, Wanda, don't tell me. I said, but I've got news for you. God already knows. God knows everything you've ever done. And God is willing to save you tonight. And if you'll repent of your sin and put your trust in Him, He'll save you. In a few moments, she was down on her knees and she called on God to save her. Woo! We got back out in the car, me and Don. Listen, for six years I'd been trying to win people to Christ. I'd not seen one person saved. I was terrible. I, I stuttered. I stammered. It was awful. It was pure awful. But by the grace of God, after six years... God allowed me to win Wanda Kelly to Christ. Me and Don got in the car. I had a lime green car. We called it the green machine. We got in that car. It was still snowing outside. Don was a very meek, godly man. I got to shouting. 
I got to glorifying. I steamed that entire car up. We had to pull off the side. I got to shouting. I got to crying and laughing at the same time. Hallelujah. God had allowed me to lead someone to Christ. Outside of your own salvation, the next greatest thing is leading somebody else to Christ. What is this God bless America rally all about, Brother Fox? It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. The death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. Who is a Savior so powerful that He can save any soul. And we're trying to get God's people to get up and get out of the chair and get out there and tell folks about Jesus. This is a golden opportunity for us to let our light shine. Sing with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Please stand and heads are bowed. And eyes are closed. I want our pianist to come. I don't know if our pianist can play that little tune or not. Or just find something to play.